Thank you. How's your day going? Good. Are we recording now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going. It's going well. Are you nervous? Yeah. Why are you nervous? Oh, I don't know. Following Tracy was. Uh... Yeah, it's weird because uh, you'd be a person I don't think I would see you nervous for any reason. Oh uh, no, it's hard to follow up. Uh, one of the smartest people in the program. Well, I would argue you're one of the smartest people too. You're very. Very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, um, I let Tracy ask me questions yep. first um, because she was nervous and it helped her to right. ease into it. I didn't plan on doing this with every guest. Right. Um, but to be fair, you can ask me a question too. Um, how many of these do you want to do? Oh. I have no idea. On that, like the the yeah. art for the podcast, I said random drop because yeah. I have no schedule, no solid plan, and right. it depends on, you know, my my schedule depends on the, the cohort schedule, just for however many I can squeeze in. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering if you're going to go for like the whole group or. I want to. I really want to. Yeah. Um, and especially for. I feel there are a lot of um, people in the cohorts that I re- didn't really get to know very yeah. well um, for the last two year and six months. Yep, yeah, for sure. And I would like to know more about them. Who who's this? This is uh, Chuck. This is Chuck. This is our cat. Chuck and James. Who's James? James is um, Amy's son's cat. I see. Hi, Chuck. And they hate each other. Oh no! So if you hear a cat fight in the background, <sighs> that's, that's what that. it is. I think I may change the plan a little bit. Okay. Anyways, I'll um, ask a few questions that I, I prepared for, I think I'm going to ask to everyone. Okay. Um, first, let me find that sheet. This is how prepared I am. That's good. Okay. Oh yeah, first question again. Credit to... Madison, orange juice, pulp or no pulp? You know, I uh, I'm a pulp guy as well. Mm-hmm. This is and why why is that? It just feels more like I'm drinking like orange juice mm-hmm. as opposed to something processed. And I know all the arguments against it. Yeah. But psychologically, it feels like I'm actually drinking something that came from an orange. I see, yeah, Tracy, yeah, Tracy had the same reason yeah. too. I I actually haven't heard of that before. Um, Makes sense. Makes sense to me. So I like to, I just pretend that all that fake pulp stuff, like I didn't hear that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's no <laughs> fake pulp in Canada. Not yet. Anyways. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Second question. Yeah. Who are you? Um, who am I? I am Trevor Font. Mm-hmm. And I am a geophysicist downtown and I'm almost finished my MBA and I am a dad of a 12 year old kid and stepdad to three other kids so it's a busy busy life um, born and raised in Calgary which isn't super common and 
I'm sorry, do you say that's not super common? I don't think so. Born and raised in Calgary. Yeah, it seems like everyone came from somewhere else. Or lots of people came from somewhere else. Really? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking around their cohort. Hmm. Okay. And people I work with. Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's genius. Yeah. A- anything else you want to say about who you are? Um, I'm a... I don't know. That's... <laughs> I am a very curious individual, and I like... Um, learning things and I like really getting into things whatever I get into I really get into it for better or worse yeah and yeah I can, I can see that uh, for, yeah. <laughs> for context we're sitting in Trevor's basement and I'm surrounded by a wall full of guitars and yeah. a piano behind me and um, some very complicated recording system yeah. in the corner too yeah. yeah so if something's worth getting into you gotta buy all the gear for it yeah I can see that yeah <laughs> To some extent, I'm, I'm the same way. Right. Well, you got some nice recording gear yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that for a for a podcast that never really launched. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Cool. Um, do you tell us one thing that most in the cohort don't know about you? Um, most in the cohort don't know about me. That's hard. I don't know what they know about me. I am I'm a weird mix of, I like um, being out and socializing, but then also I'm very private and I like being by myself. Um, so I often withdraw from social activities if I have a choice, but then at other times I really like them, so mm-hmm. it depends. Okay. So sometimes it makes me look cold or standoffish, but Sometimes I just like uh, uh, getting getting away and recharging. Have you ever done any reflection on why you think that's the way? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I have a social battery that discharges quickly. I'm not sure why that would be. Are you more introverted than extroverted? Yeah, I think so. That might be why. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm kind of um, in between as well. So I yeah. like social activities, yeah. and but I also get drained, and like it's energizing sometimes, and sometimes it's, it's draining. Yes. Yeah, I, I found that I can resonate to that, and I it's like it depends on the day. Hmm. Um, there's really not a pattern. Seems like um, I remember when we did the the big five personality test for. What was that? Our first course, the yeah, OBHR six hundred and one. I thought I would be like actually more on the extroverted, like on the upper side of the extrovert scale, and then I actually turned out to be almost right in the middle, but just a little bit more into the extrovert mm. scale. It's a good balance. Yeah, means you can go out and be social, but then also be happy in your own exactly. space and, yeah. and be okay um, spending time with uh, myself. Totally. That's how I feel. What's your top core value? I was wondering if you're going to ask this. I don't know, just one. That's the extent that list two, two, three. Okay. What's your top three values? Um, so I really value... Hi, <laughs> Kat. I really value integrity and um, like knowing I can trust a person, so being able to trust um, 
I think one of my absolute core values is curiosity. And, and I find that the people that I'm uh, most drawn to and my friends and and people I've met over the years are people who are, when they, they really want to learn something, they really want to understand something fully and they're not okay with just accepting that's the way it is. Um, so I think that that's really important to me. Um, but then you, that has to go alongside with the trust and integrity and um, I have to be able to, oh, my cat has been in Oh. oh no! Oh, Cat's gonna say something, Chuck. What about Trevor's curiosity? <laughs> cat, <get out laughs> here. I'm gonna throw the cat out. Um, yeah, so it's almost like trust like has to exist for anything else to yeah. happen, and then once that trust is met, then the curiosity thing, um, and sort of empathy, compassion, those things. I, I yeah. I, I later on. Uh, I think thanks to Glenda's course, actually, yeah. even though I hated the assignments, um, but it made me, it really made me reflect on my own core values, and, and these are sometimes silly things, like who do you, you know, like you won't go down the street and talk to someone about his core values, no. right? Um, so I started to think and reflect on that too, um, and I found a lot of the uh, core values we have, um, just from you just talked about and from my own core values too they are interconnected yes um, a lot of them are curiosity is one of my core top core values too and I, I could see how you know integrity and, and trust are so important um, to be associated with curiosity uh, because when I was younger I have done many stupid things um, because of curiosity or run into some situations that you know could arguably called dangerous situations because okay. of curiosity, but just, you know, without that trust um, component or just without building up the trust component. Um, yeah, yes. I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. And that's a great insight about the relationship between curiosity, integrity, and trust. I find People who aren't curious, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time relating to them in general. Yeah. And uh, it seems like people in our cohort most have that I think so curiosity, too. right? Yeah. yeah, I think to get to this stage in your life and you've, you've made a significant time and financial commitment to doing this. I mean, yeah. if you weren't curious about these sort of things, I mean, you could be really cynical and say it's just letters after your name, but I don't, I don't, I hope it's not too many of those mm -hmm. in the program and yeah. I think it comes from a place of genuine wanting to grow and understand yeah. like how does like from the big picture like when you hear like a giant corporate merger is happening or something like that maybe mm -hmm. like what what truly were they looking at what how does that even happen exactly. what are these people looking at why did they why did they say yes why was this agreed to so yeah. that and then also just the small thing like why does a why did that coffee shop open up on that corner mm -hmm. when they used to be on a different corner? Yeah. That's sort of, that's sort of the start of my the MBA side of things, like why I wanted to get into it. For sure. Yeah. And even uh, as simple as reading the financial statement yeah. used to be daunting. Just yes. for, for, a regu for a regular person, like you really don't 
like we won't, won't expect a person who has no financial acumen or you know accounting background who would like just grab a financial statement and start understanding yeah. what all those ratios mean right yeah. what is good what is bad is yeah this, exactly how, how do you know if a company's in trouble or thriving yeah and it's not it's not always obvious and you have to get into it yeah i feel um i don't know inadequate as of um now just talking about this because i'm trying to <laughs> recall and like, what i remember from all of those right. probably it's time for a refresher right <laughs> just yeah. yeah it is it makes me nervous too because you know i think it was mentioned um in your last chat with tracy and then mm -hmm. um in the group chat it's come up a bunch of times but that idea of you know the people are what's important and mm -hmm. the content less so and i totally agree with that it is a little alarming though how quickly the content yeah, yeah, disappears sure. though and but, i always think we're about to graduate you have an mba you should know how to do these things and yeah. but just be aware i think a lot of that to me, um, how I reframe it in, to myself is I know I have the ability to pick it up again. Right. I knew and this once. To, yeah, I knew <laughs> yeah. this once and it's not as intimidating as before. Yes. I can pick it up easily and I know I'm capable of learning it and I'm, I'm capable of understanding and analyzing it yes. if I need to. Yeah. Well, you're very good at asking questions, even from like the first classes, mm -hmm. like you were like, you could tell probably everyone in the class was confused, but everyone was quiet because nobody knew anyone and every, I think everyone wanted to look like they knew what they were doing. And then you put up your hand on Zoom, like, sorry, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think um, I really appreciated that. Well, thank you. Early on. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, learning from Tracy, just say thank you. <laughs> yes, that's important. Thank you, I'll take that. And I, I think that was, when I reflect on that, because uh, you're not the first one who, who told me about that. Mm. And I actually didn't realize that that's a, you know, a good thing or like I didn't think much of it at all. Right. But that was the moment when curiosity, my curiosity overpowers everything. And I just don't right. care what people think of me. It's fine if you think me as a stupid person. Um, but... If I don't understand, I, I want I want to understand. Yes. Um, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's pretty admirable, and, and everyone probably says that. Like, oh, yeah, I can what, that. what does admirable mean? Admirable, like it's something worth admiring. Oh. Because I, I think it's actually more rare than. Am admirable. 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 Oh, that's admirable. Adjective. That's the word. Admirable. Yeah. We, Thank you. We're beyond my, <laughs> my knowledge here. Well, that's a, I think that's a just immigrant thing. Because when we learn English, when yep. we learn proper grammar, we right. learn, you learn the words. Like what's noun, what's verb, what's yes. uh, adjective, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yes. Admirable. Yeah. Thank you. Um, moving on to the next question. What was the biggest harvest for you um, from the MBA? The biggest switch? Harvest. Harvest. I picked that word, like, it could be inappropriate, but I, I, I like this word myself more than, you know, takeaway. Mm -hmm. um, same, same meaning. No, I like it. Yeah. Harvest is, but takeaway is, that's too jargony. <laughs> um, my biggest harvest, one, I don't know if it's biggest or not, but one that I took away is that uh, a lot of this stuff isn't as complicated as lots of people make it appear. Uh, through through say jargon yeah. and through um, even deliberate 
attempts to make things sound more confusing. And but it's actually fairly straightforward. Sometimes yeah. there's complication in there, of course, but yeah. in general, the whole process of business is quite simple. And I wouldn't have known that September 2020 when we started. I thought it was um, more complicated. That's uh, admirable for you to <laughs> say that. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I uh, I would agree, and uh, I think is the more we learn about it. Um, well, I'm always kind of like the person of the more I learn about something, the more unconfident I feel about it because I know there are, there is always more to learn. There's always more that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but to some extent, I I agree with your comment there too. Is really before. Um, doing the MBA, a lot of times it's the jargons or the yeah, buzzwords sure. that killed me or made me feel super inadequate. Yeah. And I remember talking to I think it was Kristen Grant about this too. Um, just soon after we finished a few courses, we all realized well, actually a lot of people were just trying to make things sound more complicated yes. deliberately. Yeah to make themselves sound smarter actually and a lot of times when they're using these buzzwords or jargons just uh, in the maybe not working environment or in the business context they didn't even know what they were saying or they no. were using the the words not yeah. properly actually for sure yeah and i remember i think i did a free mini course on linkedin learn one of the communication tips from this pro was just try to make it straightforward and, and simple. Don't use all those jargons and it, it doesn't really make you sound smarter. It really, it only hinders your, your credibility and charisma when you're trying to confuse people. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think some of the most, um, some of the smartest people I know, say in my own, like in geophysics, mm-hmm. are people who are able to communicate really complicated ideas in in ways that a non-technical person could easily understand. That's I think it's a skill. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can take, you don't need to hide behind weird words. Or the cat is snoring. Yeah, I wonder if people can hear Chuck snoring. She's also a she's morbidly a obese cat, so that's also why she's snoring. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, so I think that, I think things are are more simple, and I think, um, yeah, people try and make things more complicated, whether for their own reasons to justify their own presence or their mm-hmm. um, whatever their importance. But if you ask a lot of questions, you can get behind that quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly just really echoing what you said. I admire those communicators who can explain complicated ideas or complicated disciplines in simple layman's form that make you understand. That's absolutely a great skill. That's why I loved, like, in, say, uh, what I found for Finance 601 with Alfred, I found found he was able to communicate those ideas. For whatever reason, his communication style, like, worked for my brain, and I was able to keep a lot of my confusion and misconceptions fell apart specifically in that class. Yeah. Worked really well for me too because I would always say 
I was financially retarded. Excuse me, my language. I I've been told this is not a <laughs> political correct word to use anymore. But I just yeah, I used to be financially retarded.、Um, and after Alfred's class, I felt so much more confident in understanding、yeah. the basic finance and、sure. understanding even just the our personal financial planning. Definitely. Yeah. As well. Next question:、um, What was the most memorable thing for you? Hmm. In the whole, in the whole program. Yeah. Could、um, be a moment, a, an event, a person, or a course, or yeah, whatever. I had a few for sure. That that finance one was really. Valuable to me. I, it was a lot of work, and if you remember, it was like an assignment every week or something. It was a case yeah, all yeah. the time, and so it was like he had an analogy of、um, holding on to the surfboard. Right, the、yeah. surfboard thing. Yeah, yeah. Or and I, and I, it was a lot of work, but I found that that cemented the most in my brain. So that was one of the most memorable things. I did、uh, an exchange program in the summer in Germany, which was something I'd always wanted to do.、Mm-hmm. I always. Have this、um, low key regret that I, like, I grew up in Calgary.、Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Calgary. Yeah, and you I worked in the, Calgary. You went to the University of Calgary again. And I went to the University of Calgary again. Yeah, and so it was like this just unbelievably safe path.、Mm-hmm. My dad is a geologist, right? It's just、oh. this. Is he? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. So it's like just a very safe path, and so、mm-hmm. I just never. Experienced sort of being a student elsewhere or doing anything like that, so it was an opportunity. You know, I had like apartment,、mm-hmm. walked to university there. Yeah.、Um, so In- that that sort of scratched an itch and it sort of checked a box that has always been for sure empty there, and I, I feel glad to have done that. No, that's that's great. Thank you for sharing, and I just want to dig a little deeper on that because I I found、mm-hmm. that. Amazing.、Um, I'm fascinated by it because I've always seen you as a, I don't know, you have a like an adventurer vibe、oh, to you because you, I look around like again, if you decide to do something, if you pick up a hobby, you really want to get into it、mm-hmm. and get all the gear, yes, just the gear. do the proper way <laughs>、yeah. and like the the commitment and the you know your curiosity of、mm-hmm. willingness. To try new things is contradictory to your safe path you you've gone through. Totally, yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I think it is weird. I think <laughs> it's okay. We're all weird. Well, I think part of it. I mean, I graduated high school eighteen years old.、Mm-hmm. I took a year off after high school,、mm-hmm. and I worked for a bit, and I traveled. My friend and I we backpacked around Europe and did that stuff. Nice and. But then, even then, you know, then I was a history major in university first. Were you? Yeah. Okay, that's something I think. I took a Chinese history、do. class. It was actually my favorite class. That's most.、Sure. That's I would say that's one thing、yeah. that probably most people don't know about you. That's probably true. So、yeah. I was a history major. Oh, cool. And then I switched、um, because <laughs> I don't know. At the time, I was working at chapters, and、mm-hmm. I was working with、uh, three people at chapters who all I found out had history degrees. Okay. And so I found、so、maybe it's not as marketable a degree as I hoped. <laughs> yeah.、Um, I had plans to sort of do something with it and go go further with it, but、mm-hmm. 
I did, I did switch it up. Um, but, it, but back, I was young, right? Mm-hmm. Like whoever you are at 18, 19, 20, is mm-hmm. you're, I, I at least feel like I'm a very different person. But, it, but the flip side of it is so many decisions you make at those young ages mm-hmm. really set you on a path. And it's been a good path, and I've really enjoyed it, and I've liked my career. And it's given me lots of cool opportunities. Mm-hmm. But it is funny that just, like, so much of it comes down to the decision I made when I was, you know, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this, or I'm going to take this class, or yeah, this is my major. I'm declaring this is my major yeah. at 20 years old for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's weird. Definitely. Yeah, I have a similar experience too. I mean, like, yeah, we don't have to talk about that now. I'm more curious of how did you decide, um, so when you realized maybe history isn't the one, how did you make the decision of choosing geophysics? Um, I, so like I said, my dad is a geologist, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't want to just do what my dad did. Mm-hmm. So I took, a, I took a slightly different yeah, path. Yeah, your dad's colleague. <laughs> just, just close enough. Yeah. And he, I knew lots of geophysicists that he worked with, and he asks, he asked one day if I wanted to come downtown and job shadow one that he worked with to mm-hmm. see what he did and if I liked it. Yeah. And I was always good at math. Mm-hmm. And so geophysics is sort of, sort of like geology with of math. Of course, I know. Yeah, I didn't mention physics is my second... Uh... Trauma. <laughs> right. <laughs> On top of math. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if people either like really gravitate to it or it's it's really challenging. And... It, yeah, I still you know, the older I grow, the um, the more I I appreciate these disciplines. I used mm-hmm. to hate them. Yeah. I don't anymore. I think I appreciate arts, um, and history and math and physics and just the it's like it's all part of the nature right it's how physics and how the mathematical world works it's uh it's fascinating i think i've learned to appreciate the beauty of it even though i still don't really understand the principles or i don't i can't i still can't do the the calculations or be math smart or be physics smart um but I've learned to appreciate that. And yeah, I really admire people like you who can do it and turn it into an occupation or a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always I always liked it. I liked I liked physics, I liked math. Um so it was sort of a natural combination and I don't know, it just seemed it, it came fairly easy to mm-hmm. me. And I don't know, looking back, I don't know how much I really challenged myself mm-hmm. younger. It just seemed I'll take this. Yeah. These class, this class was fine. Mm-hmm. I'll do the next one, and then um, before you know it, you have a degree in it. And then I had summer jobs when I was in universities, and that's sort of how the industry works: is that you have a summer job, and then when you, by the time you graduate, your a job, a full time job, is sort of waiting for you at the company you were a summer student at. So yeah. that's what I did. And so before you know it, the path that, that I'd chosen when I was really young, mm-hmm. now I'm. It's laid in front of now me. Now it's laid in front of me and yeah. requires, uh, it's quite a big decision to change it at that point. Mm-hmm. It felt like a decision. Maybe in hindsight, maybe it was less of a decision. Like if I had wanted to change it, maybe it would have been easier. Yeah. But at the moment, at the time, it feels, well, this is it. 
Yeah, that's how I felt for, I don't know, <laughs> right before I decided to do the MBA. The, I spent seven years in school for geology and a few years working in the industry. Felt I didn't have another choice. And at the time when I wanted to switch because I felt lost AF, um, I didn't know what to do. It felt like the biggest decision ever in my life. Yes. Um, and still to this day, I, I would say I probably still haven't really got that clarity of where my future path lays yet. Um, but I'm also, I want to commend myself for the courage and bravery to, to make that switch. To switch. Yeah. Do you wish you had switched earlier? I, I really do. Yeah. But at the same time, like we can, you know, talk about should have, would have, uh, could have yeah. all day long. I, I don't think I have regret because um, yeah. everything comes with two sides. And I, I truly know the positive side um, that studying geology um, at UR brought me my husband. Mm -hmm. um, it trained me for discipline, um, time management, researchability, um, a lot of things I can take and expand and, and use in other aspects of, of life. Working in the mining industry helped me to build my resilience big time. Um, working for the uranium exploration company I, I started it with Super, super difficult. Super difficult. Um, that, was I, that field work mostly? It's a, yeah, on the drill program. Yeah. So a lot of physical work yeah. on top of, I wouldn't say we use brain that much, mm. um, but you do have to have the degree and apply some mineralogy and uh, lithology, just the, you know, you do have to have the geology right. knowledge and background as well. Um, High expectation, low reward um, <laughs> for a lot. Of, I think that's a common theme for a lot of the entry level jobs. But yeah, I, I but I think the high work standard um, was held up. Um, partially, that's due to my high work ethics value yeah. too. Um, but but I I don't I don't think I have much regret. But again, if 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 I were to choose again, I would definitely switch earlier. Um, yeah, regret is silly to think, but it is instead of looking at it as regrets, like what what would you what would you have done differently, and then applying it now, what situation, like you were saying, and I was saying, like changing feels really hard in the moment. Mm -hmm. But then in hindsight, after you've made this change, you look back and you say, oh, it's actually. It was hard for sure, but yeah. it did it anyway. Yeah, it was hard for sure, and a lot of that is some cost fallacy. I was going to say some yeah. costs. Yeah, but it's, that, it's like a really vivid fallacy. It, it is, um, and that psychological part is—it happens to all of us. Yeah, it really is hard to let go of that. And Glenda talked in that class. Yeah. Again, I didn't really like that class, but some things really resonated. And I hope Glenda isn't listening. Oh, she can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can we can cut this part out. Right. Trevor said he likes Glenda's class. 
I liked, I got, I like parts of it a lot. And yeah. one of the parts that I liked um, was the idea of identity and how, like when you asked me at the start of this, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And when she was talking about identity, when like, I am a geophysicist, and then when you, like, I, Kuhn, I'm a geologist. Mm-hmm. And then when all of a sudden you're not that, you've changed careers now, like, who am I? Who am I? And yeah. I, I, that really stuck with me because, yeah. I don't know. Who am I? Yeah, I, I have the identity crisis because of that for sure. Um, and she also mentioned in the, the class when she talked about that too, um, a lot of us or a lot of people do tend to hang on to the, the previous mm-hmm. identity. Like, oh, I see that I, all the time. I, yeah. I say it all, before she pointed out, I when I introduce myself to people or just, you know, random chat with new people, I'd say I used to be a geologist right. because... <laughs> I still have that past identity yes. stamped in my brain, and you I spent all that time. Yeah, all, I couldn't let go yeah, of that. For sure. Yeah. Um. Next question. I, I think, um, if I were to make a guess, you like reading, and you were working for chapters probably for <laughs> a reason too. Yep, I do like reading. Um, what would be the most recent book you're reading that you would recommend to the group? Well, I've got this fancy Goodreads app that I can tell you exactly <laughs> books that I've read. Um, by the way, we're not sponsored by this app. We're not sponsored by Goodreads, but you know, it's, if you want to check it out, it's great. Um, I actually just finished um, that Sapiens book, and I know that oh. every, everyone's read it, and I'm super late to the party. No, I'm, I'm, I assure you, not everyone's read it. I've read half of it and just I put it aside because of the MBA and I haven't yeah. picked up the second half right. yet. Yeah. I really enjoyed that and made me, it made me think of things a lot differently. And, yeah. Um, so that was... How our society great. existed because of purely gossiping. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. We, uh, that's yeah. what got us, you know, yeah. to be the, I don't know, most dominant species on earth is because we could gossip and exactly. create weird shared identities around... Yeah made up things. I was shook by that book. I think that's within the three pages we were into it. I think it's one of the prelude pages, I still remember. Um, it's a page of the, a few simple lines of yeah. how many billion years the universe has existed. Yeah, sort of 14 how, billion yeah, years. And, and how long compared to how long of that history is for, for human beings. Yeah, totally. And thinking about, you know, just for our own personal individual lifespan, we're nothing. Nothing. We're, like, not even dust to the universe. Yeah, and yeah. that can either, like, really bum you out, mm-hmm. or it can, I don't know, give you sort of a sense of freedom and peace. Peace I don't know, of mind. And, be, and, yeah. and maybe both. Maybe, depending mm-hmm. on the day, you can feel yeah. I'm a meaningless speck or, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, life is really cool, and I'm lucky to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was really impactful. That book, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's For sure. Interesting writer. Yeah, he has. I think he has three books in that series. Yeah. Is uh, that uh, Twelve Rules or um, something? A certain number of rules for the modern. Yeah, there's. One, I forgot. There's one. Um, it looks like identical to the Sapiens, yeah. and, but it, not, instead of the 
white background is a blue background, and that that one is about AI and the future. I think. Right. So. I started yeah. to have the end sapiens, so that would be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read that one yet too, but I heard that's a a, a one, that's a book that worth reading as well. That would be interesting. Yeah. I, he talks a little bit about that the idea. Um, so say the the trajectory of medical technology, mm-hmm. we get to a point where we can cure. Say say we, we can cure Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. for example, one day. Mm-hmm. It's like, where does that change from just curing an illness to now I have a regular memory, but now I want to get a super memory mm-hmm. or, you know, like changing, like just going from a cure to creating sort of a superhuman race and yeah. you know, his predictions around all of that. Super horrifying. It is. I'm glad I won't live that long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, one next question, and I have a special request today yeah. to you, but the yeah. last question is, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh my goodness. Do you like karaoke? Do you like singing? Uh, I have sung karaoke on stage twice in my life. I like going to karaoke and watching others, mm-hmm. but I've only done that twice, and neither was, neither went well. No? What? How so? Well, they were just... Oh, they, they felt horrible. The first one was I did Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. I don't know if I've heard of that song. Uh, you heard it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And then I did a U2 song. So like, so very diverse. U2? Yeah. You know, U2. Okay. Irish band. Okay. Anyway, so. And that didn't, that didn't. That didn't really go well either. Both occurred very late in the evening. With uh, some uh, influence of alcohol. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. That's uh, understandable. So go to... What song was that? I think it was With or Without You by you 2 okay. okay. Nice. So I don't have a go-to. That, that but I, 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 really like, sure. I really like watching other people. That's good. I think also the music you listen to at certain stages of your life tend to have the most impact. Yes. Which you listen to at, say, 14 to 18, whatever the years are. Yeah. Those are the ones you always go back to. Yeah, for sure. Um, Would you care to um, play some guitar? Oh, my God. (laughs) For for the end of our podcast? Uh, You don't have to. I don't want to, like, (laughs) pressure into it. Only if you want to. Because I'm always so curious and... That was one of the most memorable things for me, um, watching your background on Zoom. Right. You know, and I, I'm sure a lot of the cohort um, feel the same way. There we go! Uh, Trevor is grabbing well, a guitar. I, I think it's probably out of tune, but I don't know. I have guitar tune up. My phone is outside. I can grab it. That's oh, right. That's good. Pretend I know how to play. That was amazing. Thank you, Trevor. That was good. Thank you, Cohen. <laughs> it's so good. I'm I'm still amazed by it. Do you know this song? I don't. It's a good song. 
Yeah, but I, I can tell you how skilled you are and how good you are at guitar. Thank you. I will yeah. take I will take you your compliment. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learn from Tracy. Yes, learn there from Tracy. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we can uh, you have a meeting at one thirty. Um I do. Mergers and acquisitions. Oh, how's that going? It's been good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. It's good. It feels sort of like a um taking a bunch of stuff from courses we've already learned and yeah. bringing it together into one sort of applicable that's good application yeah i Applic remember hearing good things about that uh, prof from, uh, yeah. from nathan too pablo moran yeah yeah he's uh, he seems to know his stuff so i'm enjoying it good and with that we'll wrap this one up i'm your host Cohen, and that was trevor font our guest today thank you trevor thank you Cohen. Sorry, we're back um, because I realized I have one important question I really need to know, um, but I, I, I forgot to ask. Trevor, I'm nervous now. Why, uh, why is your style so good? <laughs> that's your question. Yeah, that's my question. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one wondering that because you, you're like, I don't know, you own it. You're so stylish. You're so comfortable in your own skin. And yeah. Well, Just you're making, teach, teach us. You're making me blush. Um, that's very nice of you to say. It goes back to I, like when I get into something, I really get into it. Mm -hmm. So if I get into like clothes, for example, I yeah. will really get into clothes, and I will get into different brands that I really like. And so it's sort of an extension of it. Once you get into something, then yeah. you sort of want to emulate that, and you want to. So when did you start? Being stylish. When did that start? <laughs> I don't know. You should ask Amy that question. Okay. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll say never. Never. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I've always, there's a quote when uh, my parents always tell me this. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was little, we went to some like antique sale and there was some old-fashioned phone mm -hmm. that had, it was on like a cradle and it had like a weird long mouthpiece. Yeah. And I really wanted it. I was probably five, and my parents, why do you want this? And I just said, well, I really like fancy things. <laughs> and so it's in your blood. It's in my blood. Yeah. I just, I like, I like that kind of thing. Own it, yeah. Own it. Perfect. Thank you. That's yeah. very nice of you. Um, yeah, thank you for answering that question that really uh, fulfilled my curiosity. Yeah. Thank you. And with that, bye again. Goodbye. <laughs>